I'm Benjamin Richardson, and today we're going to be doing our end of year holiday special. Yeah, guys, this is a never before done <laughs> holiday special episode. Completely unprecedented. Call your family, call your friends right now, tell them this is going on. Tell them you're listening to this, and then they should be listening to it too. <laughs> um, so we don't have any album to talk about in particular, but we're just going to be talking about some of our favorite holiday tunes and what we've been listening to this year, etc. Yeah. Our favorite releases, our favorite albums. Whatever. Yeah. Year in review. Ben, what's your favorite Christmas song? <laughs> mm. I mean, I think, like, I really enjoy, like, the melody and the progression of Silent Night. Hmm. Like, I find that super pretty, super peaceful, super, like, yeah. that I can fall asleep to that. It's like something you'd sing to your baby. Like the the pace and like really slow, mm-hmm. like and just the general tone it sounds very like angelic. Dude, yeah, I just think the melody's like mm-hmm. gorgeous in that. Um, Heart the Herald Angel sings. That's always good. Yeah, Mendelssohn wrote that, so of course it's gonna be amazing, right? Um, yeah, I mean, but if I'm being funny, dude, it's probably uh, Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. Everybody <laughs> hates that, but I find it like super duper duper catchy. And I really like the like the, the way like the way it's, it sounds sonically like yeah I don't know it's just like a like a shiny Christmas sound hmm. yeah sheen yeah I'll go in a <laughs> I'll go in a different direction from the like hymns and I'll go um, love rocking around the Christmas tree oh yeah I forgot about like contemporary Christmas yeah. music and I love uh, <laughs> old Mariah Carey man oh, never disappoints all I want for Christmas is you I'm gonna be basic it's a great song. One of my uh, one of my friends did like a crazy piano arrangement of that last year. Really, it was awesome, dude. Yeah, like the the piano on that, of course, is really iconic. Mm-hmm. Like the chord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas music. Is that, that really like, your favorite, dude? I like rocking around the Christmas tree more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always get excited when I hear that one. Yeah, I watched uh, the Rudolph movie a ton when I was a kid. I have an emotional attachment to the Rudolph song. Oh, like the uh, the animated one or like the claymation? Yeah. Movie? yeah. <laughs> I like the claymation movies. Like, yeah, no, it's it's fun. What's the one with the um, like the Heatmeister and all that? I think that's like the that. sequel. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just completely blanked. <laughs> I was gonna say something <laughs> about Christmas. I love the I love the mu- the music from the Charlie Brown Christmas. No, movie. that's what okay. That's what I was about to say. I was about to say I forgot completely about Charlie Brown like Christmas that entire soundtrack. Sound, Vince Quaraldi. That right. entire soundtrack. Like, that, that trio. Is phenomenal. Yeah. Good stuff. Like every Linus and Lucy did. Like that's just a classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my friend also Fun did that on piano. Really? <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, lots of lots of and like just like that jazz piano mm-hmm. playing. Of course, is awesome. Yeah, that, that's probably my favorite. What am I thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's those are our favorite uh, tunes from this time of year. Right. Always fun. Always fun to hear the radio and stuff. Not really going to be in like big shopping malls and public spaces. I'm sure if you go in Harris Theater, though, you'll. Oh God, I'm you'll sure. Hear it. Yeah, I'm sure I'm they're sure. already playing Christmas music. I'm sure. So yeah, see, I mean, on that note, it's been really difficult year. Um, a lot of stuff going on. I, mean, I think both of us have been pretty fortunate and blessed to not be like have it be like extraordinarily adversely impacted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think both of us, like many other people, have been kind of using music as an escape like something to keep themselves occupied definitely especially especially when we were in heavy lockdown right and uh, like when we first got into heavy lockdown i remember like just listening to you know maybe a new album per day even like i was so bored so what were the what are the big big trends ben what do you what have you been listening to the most 
over the course of the year? Over the year? It's mostly like, it's like, when when did we go into quarantine? Was it March? Something like that. I think March. So like in March? <laughs> How just, bad is it that we're forgetting already? Like it's been that dude, long? Well, I'm telling you, bro, like, I, when I'm thinking about like the last year, it's just like, whew, mm-hmm. where, where did it go? I feel like time like is in like a warp since Yeah, no big, pandemic. like. Like, it's like everything has stopped. Like everything yeah, has stopped. So few big like milestone events to keep track of right. everything because things got canceled. I was about to say like I I think of like oh this is the Christmas concert I do at school or mm-hmm. you know I'm like that sort of thing or when we did that thing right but it's like yeah no I'm, I feel you everything is just kind of not happening right but I I started listening to like I feel like when I first got into music I just went totally like dad rock like hmm. I was listening to Skinner like a lot <laughs> honestly i was listening to led zeppelin like led zeppelin was my favorite band i just listened to like stuff your dad would listen to on like i don't know like classic rock radio yeah, yeah. or whatever um and i didn't listen to a lot of alternative like rock music which is like half of it right yeah um and it kind of took took over in the 80s and 90s right as far as like the direction rock music was going mm-hmm. so I, I kind of like went back and re-listened to a lot of that um like post-punk punk like new wave that sort of thing i, I spent a while on post-punk i I, mm-hmm. I you know it doesn't make any sense because like i love classical music oh yeah so why would i like punk music it's yeah, like they're I mean, they're kind of like at the opposite ends of the spectrum like as far as musicality mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so it, i think it's odd that i like it that much i think it's kind of a beautiful thing when you can appreciate that wide of a musical spectrum i think that's what we should all shoot for I guess so, opinion. yeah. Right, it's like completely different things. But, um, got big into that. Um, yeah, I mean, lots of music from the 80s, lots of rock from the 80s, lots of new wave. Got really big into the Pixies. I really like hmm. the Pixies now. Love the Pixies. Um, yeah, some bands I got into, I guess, uh, got big into, uh, New Order. I really like New Order's, hmm. like, brand of new wave. Um, course like all the post-punk bands you'll listen to like television i got really into of mm-hmm. course i listened to them before but back in check out our television episode yeah shout out marky moon <laughs> um i got big into wire which is like one of my favorite bands of mm-hmm. all time like wire is so good yeah ben knows i've, I've loved pink flag for years it's that's one so of my good. handful of favorites um big into the wipers actually mm-hmm. i listened to a couple of their albums i really like like is this real um that real famous one like was it youth of america yep yeah um yeah so that's what i've been listening to most like half the year and then the other half i kind of just like went completely the opposite and like stopped listening to as much popular music like period hmm. um i listened to a lot more like classical music um i mean not that anybody would know anything about that <laughs> but um I don't, i'm listening to this guy named ricardo gallen gallen I think is how you pronounce it. And he's like my favorite interpreter of Bach right now. Um, I really like... He, he plays Bach on the lute, which is like period practice. Oh, but wow. he's also a classical guitarist. So it, so it has that level of like authenticity. Yeah. And like some of the ornamentation, like you can do a lot more readily on a lute. Dude, let me know if I'm like ranting because I feel oh, like... No, you're, you're fine, man. Because I feel like yeah. nobody... But um, I listen to lots of Bach. Like I feel like at this point, I've definitely listened to every single Bach piece. Um, he's he's like my favorite of all time. Like I could like like no matter what instrument Bach is on, like it's always just as good to me. Hmm. And that's how I know it's just like my favorite composer. Yeah, when it's like yeah, when it just transcends it like what instrument he's writing for. It's generalizable. Just yeah, you can spread it. Out. Like and I can identify like no matter like 
what who's playing it like i can tell if it's bach you know even if i'm not as familiar with the piece the style's that distinct yeah yeah that's that's really cool yeah um i'm you know and i got more into like romantic music because i'm big into broke classical music which i know a lot about like your handel your Rameau, your bach your uh uh scarlatti (laughs) but um yeah i got big into like the opposite end the the spectrum like the way more um I wouldn't say like more expressive, but like more free form, like formless uh, classical music, which arose in the Romantic period, like stuff like Wagner, which is just like throws form out the window. Got big into Brahms this year because like Brahms, it's like he's he's like the last Romantic composer that had like old traditional music forms. Hmm. Like I can't say like theme and variations, which of course is like classic, you know classical period like mozart and haydn but um he applies that with like romantic like ideas and sensibilities and it's just like elevates them to a higher level which i I find like gorgeous like um like his handel variations for piano it's just like a masterpiece um and i got in you know with my nice headphones i i started listening to symphonies and it's like oh my god (laughs) like i don't know quality audio equipment man well there's just like nothing like it's just like so powerful just like that symphonic mm-hmm. it's just like if you there's so many timbres and like moving parts and like i could just listen like one piece could take me like years to like fully like grasp you know what i mean that sort yeah. of thing but yeah that's what i've been listening to <laughs> yeah so I'll go ahead and share my my Please year. do. so got kind of like ben i mean i kind of got split into halves although these things were kind of happening concurrently mm. where I kind of had like a lot of exploration and I had a lot of kind of reverting to <laughs> to normalcy <laughs> and listening mm. to stuff like I'm like pretty familiar and well grounded in and for me most of that was hip hop like I definitely listened to a lot more rap music this year that's about to say it seems like you've been listening to tons of rap in the last two or three years um, ton of Freddie Gibbs that new album that came out and his album from last year um, I got really into Griselda Records which is um, a whole record label, but the main Griselda trio is West Side Gun, Conway the Machine, and Benny the Butcher. All three of those guys kind of have, well, Benny and Conway kind of have like a 90s throwback style, like New York sounding. They're out of Buffalo, New York, which is not really your typical um, rap location. Not exactly Mm -hmm. like your epicenter for a ton of great new music. Um, West Side Gun is kind of how I really got hooked. I'd been kind of tangentially aware of those guys for a while. But West Side Gun is a really unique style. Um, really cool vocal delivery where he just constant, constant ad-libs. Um, really cool instrumentals that are either, they're all pretty like sparse, like pretty low-key instrumentals, like really either really piano-heavy or like an almost untouched, like not flipped at all soul sample. So he just has a really cool style. Um, all three of their albums they'll have posse cuts with all three members that are really cool um, so I got into to that group that cohort pretty heavily um, Bang the Butcher and West Side Gun both put out fantastic new albums this year um, I listened to a lot of Gang Star and Little Brother um, were kind of my other like big discoveries I guess um, Love Moment of Truth by Gang Star that is like the one of the peaks of like 90s New York hardcore sounds to me even though it's not really like 
particularly hardcore and lyrical content. But DJ Premier is such a fantastic producer, and he has his fingerprints are all over a ton of stuff. Um, and Little Brother is really cool too. They're North Carolina sent those guys went to North Carolina Central. One of them, I think Fonte went to Dudley's from Greensboro. Has oh, a wow. line that says, um, what, is, what is it on? The Becoming, I think. Um, Greensboro, because that's the only borough I'm from. Like, we're not New York rappers, we're Southern rappers. We're from North Carolina. So that was cool. That was kind of my <laughs> gateway to them. Yeah, so. Yeah, how I, many I, Southern rappers are there? I didn't even think about that. So, I mean, so most of that's just Atlanta. Right. You, you, think, you think about that. And then, huh, you know how to think about it. I mean, Obviously, J. Cole and DaBaby are really popular. Yeah, I was about to say, like, DaBaby and J. Cole are, like, huge here. Yeah. Well, North Carolina's a pretty populous state. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and then Little Brother never really hit it big. They were more of an underground act. But, yeah. Very cool. The Minstrel Show is my favorite album by them. It's really cool. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the the hip-hop. I, I continue checking out new stuff um, in rock. Um, listening to old rock favorites. Um, oh, Yeah. Nothing, nothing particularly exciting there. I mean, most of my exploration came in rock and foreign languages, which is kind of the, my, the big step I took in branching out this year. Yeah, I know you listened to a lot of Brazilian yeah. music. I did listen to a lot of Brazilian music, uh, Caetano Veloso. Um, didn't okay? Did I put you onto that, or were you already listening to that? I can't remember. I think you did show me Caetano. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Some of his stuff. Yes. Two great albums that I've listened to. Yeah. Um, Transa and his self-titled. Self-titled. Yeah, check them um, out. Self-titled, yeah. I really, really like yeah. Novos Bayanos, uh, Milton Nascimento, and Lo Borges. Um, Jorge Ben. A lot of really cool stuff. Um, 60s and 70s. Um, Tropicalia, which kind of ran parallel to American and English psychedelic rock. Right, like some, lots of psychedelic elements. Yeah, some really cool sounds there. Um, MPB and Samba. A lot of really cool stuff. I love, um, why am I blanking on the title now? With, uh, Stan Getz. Why can't I not remember? <laughs> who, who was collaborating with Stan Getz there? You got it. Is it the one you sent me the other day? I sent, uh, Stan Getz and How Gilberto, um, with Getz Gilberto, which is like a jazz samba hybrid album that I think is really cool um yeah so explore a lot of Brazilian music explored some Japanese music uh Fishman's Sheena Ringo and explored a little bit of German um listened to a lot of Can this yeah, year yeah like a uh, Krautrock obviously yeah. is like a very popular genre mm-hmm. yeah didn't really go super far beyond that but that was um kind of a branch out for me regardless Mm-hmm. So I listen to, yeah, some stuff in other languages and explore a little bit of jazz, almost all of which you supplied me with, you recommended to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gave him some hard bop in the yeah, classics. Absolutely. So yeah, that's kind of my my big stuff outside of uh, outside of year's new releases. Do you have any uh, any new releases from this year that you're particularly sure, fond yeah. of? Um, of course, I like the Freddie Gibbs, uh, mm-hmm. Alfred out, out collaboration with Alchemist. Again, we do have a podcast episode on this. Check that out. I'm trying to remember, like... I think there was a Run the Jewels album that came out this year. Mm-hmm. It's I'm having trouble remembering if that was this year. You yeah, know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah. did that happen this year? I really like that. Um, I think there was like... I remember you enjoyed the Fiona Apple. 
Like yeah, I enjoyed that a good bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that had a lot of hype. I don't know if it... I thought it was, like, lived up to the hype, but mm. I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Shamika says I have potential. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> I love that song. That's definitely on my on my top five. Oh, is that in your top five? I'll, I'll go and run that down. Yeah, Adam made a top so, five here yeah. for his favorite releases this year. So, I'll, I'll keep it brief. So, fifth, uh, Burden of Proof, which is the new Benny the Butcher album, which I already kind of touched on. Um, Hit Boy handles production on that and kind of brings it into more, like, a little more modern, a little more like bright and sparkly production, which I wasn't sure if I would like at first, but I ended up really liking. Um, and Benny's such a... We've seen Benny live. Um, yeah, we did, actually. He uh, opened for Freddie. Yeah, really, really consistent, uh, phenomenal flow. He's, he's really cool. Um, four, I'd probably go... I'd probably go that Fiona Apple. I really oh, like... Oh, so you really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I really liked the... Uh, Instrumentation is really cool and unique. This is really strong song. Yeah, it was creative. It was creative. Um, I really liked, um, really liked the Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels Four. Is that on your list? Um, those guys are killer. Mike and LP, just the pinnacle of consistency. Right. Never really let me down. Um, super like prescient, relevant lyrics this yeah, time. Definitely. Um, and in the context of our nation's kind of grappling with racism. Yeah. Um, super pressure lyrics there. Um, second, I'd probably go Shore by Fleet Foxes. Fourth Fleet Foxes album. Kind of mm-hmm. surprise dropped. Yeah, I remember in, you posting yeah, a lot about that. Yeah, kind of surprise dropped in uh, September. Something like that. Um, yeah, it's pretty recently. Yeah, pretty, really cool. Um, a lot more upbeat than their most recent release. Really cool harmonies. Really rich, layered instrumentals. Catchy songs. Um, and at number one, who else could it be? Yeah. <laughs> it's Freddie Gibbs. It's Alfredo. Shout out The Alchemist as well. Yeah. That's my favorite album of the year. Definitely what I got the most play out of over the course of the year. Yeah, that might be my favorite release. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it. I, I'd have to... I didn't really I'd pre- prepare like for uh, this year's releases. I'm sure there's like way more that I forgot to mention, but... Yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah Alfredo's great. It really is. Yeah. We did a podcast on that, right? We did. Yeah. Yeah. That's how much we liked yeah. it. Said everything we needed to say in that episode. Yeah, of course, Adam is a Freddie Gibbs super fan. A little bit. At this point. A little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, and that, <laughs> this this year kind of pushed me even more towards that path. And I think that's kind of telling. I kind of sought what was familiar, what I already liked. Mm-hmm. Freddie Gibbs. Comforting. Yeah, and wasn't he, like, all top five of your spots were, like... On my, on my, my Spotify raft, he was, yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my year in review, basically. Right. Ben, you got anything else to add? I think that sums it up. All right. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. It's been a been a long year. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back. Happy in holidays. Even, happy holidays. <laughs> we'll be back in even better in 2021. All right. Thank you all for listening. Peace out.